The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday. We're going to be talking comics. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. Always Velvet Joker. How's it going, my friend? It's going all day, all night, Tuesday. Flash pages. How we do. We do. We do. We do. Do we do, Drew? Drew, do, do, Drew, do, do, do. You, you son of a bitch. <laughs> happy Tuesday, Drew. Ha- ha- happy Tuesday, everybody. Let let's. I I can't. I'm good. I just I can't. <laughs> Sometimes I'm I'm ready, and then some days I'm just like, nope, nope, I can't. I can't. I'm not. I won't. I just won't anymore, Leo. I just I can't do it. Hey, at, so, at least you can just chill out here, have some fun. You know, everybody watching, we just encourage you just relax. You know, we're going to be talking comics. We're going to be talking some dorky stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. 
Uh, should we start off with the sad news? Yes. You, you know, yeah. Since it, I'll, I'll take it. I have a little bit totally, more. Totally. I have a, I have a little bit more strength. But everybody who doesn't already know, um, today uh, the great legendary artist George Perez announced that he has stage three pancreatic cancer. So uh, for those of you who don't brag that they're a medical uh, expert on Facebook, um, that's pretty much a terminal sentence. So unfortunately, Mr. Perez doesn't exactly know how long he's got. But in a very heartfelt message, which really broke and made so many nerds smile today, he announced that, that he's pretty much accepted that fate. Um, and he wants to make the most of his time, despite the fact that he has that and he can only see out of one eye. He is still prepared to make, I believe, one more mass public signing where he wants to enjoy as much fan interaction, sign whatever people bring, and just make as many fans' hearts just cry with joy at his wonderful career. So, yeah. Honestly, it, it was a real shock because, uh, as you know, he's been having health issues for the last couple of years. Part of that is why he had to retire from making convention appearances, which I believe was 2019, 20, right? 2019, I believe he had to he announced that, um, which was a huge deal uh, for a lot of us. Um, and he just announced that, so... And he he felt bad. He said in the message he felt bad because he felt, you know, this oh, is, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for him to still think of his fans, like you know, he even mentioned in in his note that, you know, he's going to be issuing refunds for you know the commissions he he he's not going to be able to do, and like, mm -hmm. you know, I I hope everybody denies that refund. You know, it, it's just you know, but to to think about that in this amount of time, you know, to. Mm -hmm just you know it's it's if so definitely you know go check him out on facebook and read his his press release it's and i and i will say this and i'm still kicking myself for this it was 2016 like 26 2015 i was at a convention in connecticut and he was there and i got a photo with him he signed a couple of books for me and and he was still doing you know his his old school marathon uh commission sessions it was just 40 bucks i will always be kicking myself that I didn't just slap down to Andrew Jackson's and give him a request because yeah, I mean, it's George Drew, would, Perez. Drew, would that have been the uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut arena show? Yes. Which was the uh, predecessor to Terrificon, uh, which I was believe. also, Mitch, it was also Mitch produced. Yeah. Yes. That one, which you just Absolutely. said. There. I, 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 I have that sentiment exactly. I saw him there. I was taking photos all around him and uh, the line was ridiculous. But what, from what I did hear about that show was that not only was he the first guy to show up, he was the last guy to leave after the con was over and would not leave until every guest's books were signed. Wow. That, that was the amazing. kind of guy that he was or that he is. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's so funny because there, you know, I have books signed by him and I'm, I'm still very grateful for that. And then I have a bunch um, that I, I tried because he was supposed to do a convention appearance back in 2016. Um, and I had assembled uh, a classic Teen Titans group. Um, and 
and I had everybody except Cyborg. And everybody looked amazing. We were all there. Uh, Marv Wolfman was going to be there. So I was like, what better way, you know, the two guys responsible. And that was the the trip that he had his heart attack. And he was right. able to make it. I mean, we still got the photos with Marv and it was, it was great and everything. But, you know, I know, I know George would have loved it, you know, because right. I've met him twice now in my life. And, uh, I mean, what, what a character, what a genuinely pleasant, enthusiastic person. Like, I don't think, honestly, it's possible that you can meet him and not have a glowing experience. The man just, just, he just made you just so happy to see him. You know what I mean? He was so grateful and he loved seeing people cosplaying his characters. He loved hearing stories about his, you know, favorite books and whatnot and he again just a a nice guy i know i say that about everyone i've met in comics um that has jokingly been called uh, the title of my autobiography um, well it's just you have a you have a big heart and you see the best in everybody you know yeah it's, it's a good it's a good thing to have i i i've been told but um and no George, that, I, yeah i'm sorry no, no george's body of work is so immense um, going back to, uh, he started in Avengers 141 to 202. Mm -hmm. um, and he was both a writer and an artist. Of course, he was well known for Teen Titans. Yeah, uh, he had a very Wonder famous Wonder Woman run. Mm -hmm. um, he, he played a big part on in Crisis also. Right? Yeah, Crisis yeah, on Infinite Earths. Crisis mm -hmm. on Infinite Earths. And then he did a little bit work on the secondary story of that. Um, some add-in stories and I think some variant covers. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, he also did the Maestro run of the Hulk, the first mm -hmm. Maestro run. Yes, he did with Peter David. Um, absolutely. And uh, dabbled a little bit of independent in Malibu comics mm -hmm. for like a quick second. And he also did some of the story for um, Infinite Crisis. He right. did some of that. That I am, um, and he he did a lot of covers. I know because I have an issue, a cover of, I think it was Spawn, like one hundred, that mm -hmm. I had the cover. That's that's his. But uh, yeah, it's great. Um, and he did like some other stuff. Like I think, if I recall, he was an inker on one of the issues for um, Alan Moore's uh, "Whatever Happened to the Man After Tomorrow." Mm -hmm. Oh, and um, he did. Um... Oh, the Jim Starlin. Uh, sorry. Oh, 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 yes, Infinity Gauntlet. He did the yeah, two did the issues. First, the, I think it's three. It's two or three, and then Ron Lim took took over, and then he just inked Ron Lim stuff. And he also did the covers. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know because I I have all my Infinity Gauntlet signed, except I have one cover that what that it's you four, the uh, what I call the Thanos come at me bro, uh, mm -hmm. cover not signed by him and i've been trying to get that done for years um and yeah but no yeah Leo, drew and i do not like george perez at all we're not familiar with his work <laughs> oh no 100%. Well, you, you know rich you have now a very difficult job i do you need to pick a story for us to cover here Ooh. oh and, you know this is yeah, something I, 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 we're already yeah next week is going to be george perez week okay and uh, and uh, I, I don't know if we're going to maybe do two or three shorter storylines or one big one. 
But uh, yeah, I'm going to hash that out over the next couple of days. We're going to figure that out. Okay. I would like to. I would like to recommend one. If there's one colossal story that we should cover because it's just a testament to George's work, should mm -hmm. be JL, JLA Avengers. I mean, what a story! And I think that was four or five years in the making. That was him and Kurt Busick doing that. Right. And and they correct me if I'm wrong, but they had previously collaborated on Avengers. Am I right? I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm that. I'm not positive. Yeah, but point being is that what a huge arc and that's the famous uh, story where you have superman uh with i think cap shield and thor's hammer that image mm -hmm. that's from that so yeah i guess he was involved in a couple crossovers because didn't he also do i don't know if it was a one shot or if it was a small mini series it was the silver surfer and superman i guess i'm the only one who knew about that one and well, uh Sergio, Rich. hello there. Sorry, one of our fans had said hello to me specifically. So, hello. Continue. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is something that we should definitely spread the gambit of the network for, you know, whoever wants to cover something of his. Uh, I think um, Brandon wants to do something on Comics Paradox. Uh, if he did anything Batman-y, uh, we can cover it in Dork Knight. Uh, and then, obviously, you need to pick a great story here, Rich. So, yeah, yep. uh, I can yeah. give you some suggestions, Rich, if you want. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, sure absolutely. you already have a few, but yeah, yeah, I, I've got a couple, but I'm certainly always open to the team team effort. Judas contract. What a oh, story! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, anime. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but again, that I mean, I was having a so-so day. I, I don't want to say that wrecked me, but that definitely a little somber. Oh, yeah, especially reading his, his note is just definitely, it was heart-wrenching, you know? It, it was... He's, he's just, there's nothing more that can be said or done. It's just, you know, he's, I mean, like we like to say about comics, he had a good run, you know? And he, and he if anything, we have to celebrate, one, he had a good run. Two, he will be remembered. Yep. And three, his legacy will live on, you know, and through the stories. In, absolutely. Yeah. And in comics, that's pretty impressive as is. That's that's the real you made it is that if you create something that constantly lives on. Um, I mean, look at some of the characters like Maestro is still very much in the Marvel Universe. Wonder Woman is still very much still doing her thing. The Teen Titans. <laughs> You know, without him and George Perez, um, George Perez, without excuse me, him and Marv Wolfman, we wouldn't have the Teen Titans that we have. Yeah. yeah. No, no Nightwing, uh, no, um, was it Baron Blood? No, not Brother Baron Blood. Blood. Brother Blood. Brother Blood. Mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah. The whole the contract storyline, which is uh, just legendary. Absolutely. So uh, the point being is, there's just so many reasons why this is so hard. But the thing being is that we have to accept that as much as we look up to these people and we idolize them, they're still human. Eventually there will be a time where our heroes will will pass. So what that yeah. means is we need to step up and be heroes of our own. That's we, what I'm hearing. We do, and it's we also have to protect our heroes. Uh, I'll use this as a little segue. There was actually we didn't discuss it before the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you heard the 
news about Nichelle Nichols? No. Did you see that? Oh my God. Leo, it's already a somber day. What now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I, I definitely need. So we're having another Stan Lee moment. Uh, Rich, if if you haven't heard, uh, his, her, what is it? Her son. Okay. Yes. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. I heard about this. Yeah. Her, her son has conservatorship. So Mm -hmm. he has control over her Mm -hmm. and there was a issue at, was it LA comic-con? One of her old, one of her old friends was trying to talk to her Mm -hmm. and he had him thrown out of the room. Uh, apparently he he's not allowing people to visit her it it, is just at a convention at a convention and then he's like trying to force her to go she's screaming there's audio of this you have to listen to it oh no yeah it's you hear the audio of her friend trying to tell her what's happening that you know Right, because we've we've heard for the last couple of years she's the, the beginning signs of dementia were were, were sprouting. Yep, absolutely, yeah. and, and, yeah, and but... it's so sad because I'm sorry to interrupt you, Leo. Before you get oh, that, yeah. no, no, it's fine. Totally. I've seen that firsthand because I've met her two times now, and let me just tell you what a wonderful person, like yeah. very calm, very pleasant. But but they have to. She has dementia. You have to watch what you say around her because certain mm-hmm. things will set her off, and it's really sad. Um, I've always seen that you that people have to say hi. Do not bring up the stroke. Do not bring up Leonard Nimoy's passing. It 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 startled me that some people would be so crass and insensitive. But mm-hmm. you know, considering you know, some people decide that in a photo op, it's time to bite the person, the celebrity. So you know, uh, and so, yeah, that was the don't, Rich. I'm referring to mm-hmm. the uh, incident at I think it was. A convention where someone in a photo op bit Norman Reedus. They made a big deal about it a while ago. It was one of those Walking Dead. Wow. Films. No, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it was, it was it was ages ago. But the point being is... Yeah, put your mouth on an actor there. I'm sure they love that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm talking, it wasn't just like you know, a little nibble. Like, Oh, really bit him? She oh, chomped shit. that. She chomped him, man. And yeah. and then she's just saying like, oh, I lost control. I'm so sorry. I just love him so much. And I'm like, and you bite him? Like, like, and hello to you, Sergio. Thank you. Right. <laughs> it's just like, um, but it's just my point being is she's such a delight. And, yeah. um, but I, I also am aware of this situation. And I just, it's so sad when you see this. Like, I know that in the end, we are to take help, take care of our parents when they need us, but Uh it's not supposed to be this, like, this is, this is just horrible to do to these people. I mean, they're, they're, yes, they're famous, but they earn the fame. They put in the time, they put in the effort. Nichelle Nichols dealt with a lot in her career. Like she's earned this, you know? History. History. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I mean, you know, the the, the first uh, interracial kiss on TV. Yeah, well, she she broke barriers. You know, yeah, it, exactly. And she did not want to do that show. She wanted mm-hmm. to quit the show. Yep. Come on, Drew. You know the story. 
Yes, I know the story. She was talking about quitting and she was having a conversation there. And then it was, I believe it was Dr. Martin Luther King mm-hmm. told her you can't because I don't remember the exact thing he said, but he was essentially the equivalent of you can't because we, there's never been anybody here like you. And that's important on TV, on TV. On that TV. Was the- yeah. Like you're, yep. you're breaking boundaries for us and it's, it's important. You got to keep doing your thing, yeah. you know? Um, but what a what a beautiful wonderful woman and 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 I I did hear I, I'm sorry uh, Leo, I yeah. thought you were going to say that there's been another announcement that she was going to because oh like, like you know but this is actually I think this might be worse. Um, so yeah, are, Leo, are they on top of this? Is this being investigated now? So so there's uh, somebody posted on Instagram. They took video of it, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you can listen to it. it, it it's. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there's full audio, uh, two different oh. segments, uh, one oh. with her friend trying to explain oh. to her what's going on. And she's like, I'm my, I'm my own person. I can do whatever I want. And he's trying to explain to her, no, he has conservatorship. He has control over what you do, you know. Right. Uh, and then, you know, her, I, I believe it's her son. I'm not sure. Uh, has her friend thrown out of the room. Uh, sounded like there was an altercation and he's trying to get her to leave and you just hear her fighting back and screaming. It's just, it's, it's another heart wrenching item. Uh, but definitely, you know, um, it's online, so you can definitely listen to it. Um, it's tough to listen to, but I'm just going to take your word for it, Leo. I don't think I want to put myself through that. No, but it, it definitely brings up, it, there definitely needs to be awareness because we, we know we went through, oh, yeah. you know, Stanley went through some bad times. And as our icons get older, you, you know, we love them in their prime. We, we need, you know, everybody needs to continue to love them and protect them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there should be some something in the books where there has to be some protection for, you know, our icons where where. You know, we don't want, you know, some family member that, you know, hasn't seen them in 10 years to, you know, drain their last remaining ounce of life out of them for, mm-hmm. you know, signatures at a con or something, you know. So yeah. I, I don't know the full story that's going on, but definitely it, it seems like something's afoot. <laughs> definitely. So, yeah. Protections for the elderly. Call your congressman. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Kids getting real on splash pages today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, any gentlemen, anything else? Uh, uh, let's let's start. We can talk about um, global warming. Um, <laughs> well, let, let, let's let's try and lighten it up. You know, like. Uh, and sorry, I'm I'm hogging the time here, but uh, it's fine. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, this was mm-hmm. making rounds on on Reddit today. Uh, apparently, Batman may have walked in. On Lois and Clark uh, doing the nasty. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> let me let me share the. Uh, okay, so so Batman. Uh, at least that's what the fans were assuming. Uh, oh, but <sighs> uh, Batman knocks at the door. Uh, this is the latest uh, uh, Superman. Uh, uh, 
Cal, what is it? Uh, Cal, son of Cal, was the... son of Superman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, he he says Batman knocks, and he says yes. I, I thought you'd just appear in our kitchen or something. And Lois <laughs> said he did that once, and Batman <laughs> says I won't do it again. He says no valuable lessons about personal privacy and boundaries were taught that day. Uh, John's not joining Justice League. I'm not here for that, Lois. Not yet. Uh, so yeah, uh, some fans are are reading into that that he, he walked in on them. It's uh, either that, either that, or Lois was definitely cooking breakfast and not wearing a bathrobe. Which, either way, hope there were pancakes. Yeah. Um, but my, my my point being is okay. I I I honestly I, Leo, you're just throwing such zingers. Like I sometimes I don't know what you mean anymore. Like you're gonna tell a story. There's snakes. You're gonna tell you know that some Batman poofed onto something perverse between Lois and Clark. I'm like okay, what? Then you you know I'm just like oh my god, like this is revenge. Like Leo speaks up. Somebody uh yes. <laughs> uh somebody sent me a story the other day apparently uh, a was it north carolina house was burnt down they were trying to it was another house infested with snakes mm-hmm. i don't know why they sent the story to me but yeah a, a house burnt down when they were trying to get rid of the snakes i, I really? saw that article ago and i thought of you immediately yeah, really? uh, yeah. You, you sent it to me rich no, no, I didn't send it to you, but I saw that article and I sent okay. it to you. I would have liked to have sent it to you, but I thought of you immediately. Well, much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, snakes, you can't figure out why somebody um, might have thought of you. You, you, you. you can't figure it out? Really? Okay. I could, I'm sure there's a well full of gasoline and some snakes with a bit of a vendetta somewhere. <laughs> um in the countryside but let's talk let's lighten the mood a little bit by uh talking about what i think is one of the best crossovers between dark horse and dc um predator versus batman well uh, on that note uh i did this just for you rich uh, since you oh, said no. you wanted these, uh, I'm trying yeah, to. Not for me, Leo. For the show. I didn't say I didn't want them. Super professional. No, I know. It's, well, it, it, yeah, these are silly. But anyway, here we go. They're not silly. They're awesome. It's silly. Hey, you- on today's episode of Splash Pages, the comic book club, we're going to be talking about Batman versus Predator. So this was written by Dave Gibbons and art by Andy and Adam Kubert and was published by DC Comics and Dark Horse Comics. This happened in 1991. Adam Kubert won an Eisner Award in 1992 for his contribution. So in this series, the hunter became the hunted as Batman, Earth's ultimate detective, is pitted against the galaxy's most ruthless hunter. Neither is known for their ability to compromise, assuring readers a breakneck-paced three-issue series. This was absolutely amazing when it first came out. I, I remember, uh, you know, I picked this up, you know, back in 1991 uh, and abs- absolutely loved it. So we're going to do this right. We're going to get the time circuits going and travel back to 1991. Captain, time travel circuit set for 1991. So speaking of 1991, gas costs us a whopping $1.14 a gallon, 
Also that year, Kentucky Fried Chicken officially renamed themselves to KFC, and a little thing known as the World Wide Web was launched. I actually remember somebody saying, oh, it's just going to be a fad. Yeah, okay, so movie tickets cost us a whopping $4.21. We spent that to go see Terminator 2, Star Trek 6, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go turtle, go turtle, go. Okay, so if you stayed home, you were probably watching Cheers like me, uh, Murphy Brown, and Dinosaurs. And we all got up early on Saturday to watch Saturday morning cartoons. And uh, we watched Muppet Babies, Back to the Future, and Bill and Ted. And yes, those were actually cartoons. Uh, also earlier, like Happy Days and stuff. There, there's been a lot of crazy cartoons. We got to do a show on it. Anyway, finally, for us comic dorks, it was the beginning of the end. The market was flooded with X-Men reboots. Uh, so X-Men 1 through 5, it was the top-selling comic. But honestly, you know, how many of us have 20 copies of each issue on our closet just collecting dust? Uh, okay, so also that year, Infinity Gauntlet was going on. And uh, you know what? That's it. That's 1991. And here we go. Yeah, I didn't add the little... Big big old Leo show right there, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll shut up for the rest of the show. No, 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 no. We, listen, we like it. Okay, it was good. You know? Uh, True. Group, I think we should vote. Leo needs to change his name on there to Leo Pond and say Leo the Oracle Pond. Um, I'm fine with I'm fine with either that, but if if we if we do that, I need to accept that if a, a character is ever based on Leo, his nickname is Snakes. Okay, Snakes. and that's not and that's not a home alone reference, although it technically could be. Um, that's because this man and snakes. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my, oh my god, did you see the new Home Alone? I know, I know we're off. Oh, time, oh, 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 it's so horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, did you see it, Drew? No, don't waste your time. Why, why? Like, they, they turn the you'll never get that 90 minutes back. Oh, yeah, they, they, they turn the kid into the bad guy. They turn the... It, 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 it's this rich, snotty kid waging Man, war against <sighs> just. <sighs> Not even worth it. Not even worth it. Uh, it's just. It... Uh, you, hey, Leo. Yeah. Actually, no, Leo. Pretend you're home alone. Do you know what my favorite Lord of the Rings movie is? It's the Two Towers. <laughs> okay, but no, I just they reign say, supreme. Yes, the first two Home Alone are still not only great movies, um, a testament to Chris Columbus. Uh, John Hughes, Macaulay Culkin, and everybody in the full, all the film, but they're great Christmas movies, and they're one hundred percent watchable. You could watch them separately, you could watch them back to back; it doesn't matter. And then it all went to hell on the third one, you know. And I was like, "Well, yeah, you put faith in the kid who was Max Keeble, uh, dealing with you know spies and stuff." I was like, "Why? Why are you messing up the formula?" And then the the thing that always irked me about it is that the kid his what he did was revealed that was the, supposed to be the point the point being is he had all this stuff and nobody knew it was kevin you know that was the point the point being is he's a sadistic genius but you know he, although i did always he, like that theory he was in the he, third one no what i'm just saying oh 
you know, what I'm saying is, and I did also love the fan theory that they made it that that Kevin ended up becoming Jigsaw. I found that oh, to be yeah. really funny, and I was just like, you know, I just imagined the doll like, "Hello, Marv. Hello, Harry. Let's play a game." You know, well, he, he kind of does look like Jigsaw now, though. A little bit. You can't. You just kind of see it, but. Thank you, gentlemen. That's one Christmas movie I'm going to avoid. I've already started. I uh, already watched Jingle All the Way. Nice. And oh, it's so good. To, to this day, I mean, like I said, it's not a great movie. It, by all accounts, is not a good movie, but it just works. Did you watch 8 Bit Christmas? Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared after watching that other Home Alone one. Uh, scared of what? 8 Bit Christmas? Yeah. Is it? Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Is it funny or is it horrible? Oh, I loved it. I cried at the end. Okay. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all out tears. My wife had to console me. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, being, you know, growing up in the eighties, it definitely hit a lot of points really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it definitely felt like the eighties, you know, it, it, it's, uh, yeah. It, is it, it a was, comedy? Yeah, it's it's um it's a mixture of, um, last action hero, not last action hero. Is it Jingle All the Way? Where he's he's going? Where where's the Arnold movie where they're chasing a toy? It's Jingle, yeah, Jingle, all, the Jingle all the Way. It's it's a mix of that and Christmas Story. Okay. If you take those two and put them together and put it in the eighties. Okay. I'll have well, to give you that. Yeah, uh, I will say this just before we get to the thing. Can we all? I feel like we should all agree. Rich, I know you, I'm sure you have one. Um, if we do, I think we should all either post a photo of us with George, and or our favorite work of his in show of solidarity. I'm seeing a lot of people I know, cosplayers and comic greats, they're doing that, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not really a fan of following following trends, but for George Perez, yeah, I can follow that. But let's get back to our pleasant things, not depressingly awful spin-off yes. sequels um, or tragic real news that reminds us that despite that this is a holiday season, a lot of humanity still is garbage. Um, Batman versus Predator. So, fa la 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 la, fa la 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 It's never a good Christmas in Gotham, kids. Um, although this is technically isn't a Christmas move, uh, movie, movie, right? Um, this, I believe this was my recommendation and I just want to say that this is one of my favorite crossovers. I am a, obviously a huge Batman fan. Um, I remember the first time I ever saw a predator. I was 12. It was on a trip where I also saw tombstone and RoboCop for the first time. So great trip. Uh, yes. Things that you definitely don't want to say. You're not supposed to see when you're 12, but when you're driving to Gettysburg, anything's possible. I'll buy that dollar. Um, indeed. <laughs> but hands down, Predator is great. I think I still always try to judge a man by if I can get a nice handshake and you just get that, you know, the that just, you son of a bitch. Um, no, I can't. But Predator is great. Um, the, the franchise did what all sci-fi franchises do. It kind of went off the rails. A little bit, but the comics is still where it's at. And this was just a beautiful thing. You have a dream team. You have Watchmen's Dave Gibbons, 
who proved that he's not just an artist. He's also a phenomenal writer. And then you have the Kuberts. You have Adam Kubert as the artist. You have Andy on inks. Um, you got these gorgeous, I want to say, painted covers almost. Well, they, they called them premium covers. I remember picking this up on the shelf that it, it was just a nice, beautiful, glossy cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and they also said uh, that this was the very first crossover with the Aliens Predator uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, I have to say, like, this is such a 90s book. The Like, I feel like I was reading it. I was watching it in there, like, a, a tinted, like, Snyder-esque uh, lens. You know, it's just gritty and intense, but it just it flows so well and and whatnot. I mean, I'm sure if you can tell, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, instead of giving a play by play this year, I thought we could just have generally more of a conversation, point out our favorite oh, parts. Totally. I, yeah, I, I was I was going to recommend the same thing. Cool. Well, yeah, that's yeah. why we're on the same show, Leo. <laughs> um, but personally, for me, I mean. What a great way. And it's funny because I feel like this story elaborated more on what Predator 2 did. Uh, For those who don't remember, there was actually more than one Predator. And Predator 2 uh, uh, had our lovable Danny Glover fill in for um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and taking down a Predator lost in Los Angeles, where instead of skinning Marines, we're going to skin drug dealers and the like um and essentially it played on the whole thing that the point of it is that the predator hunts uh which you know whatnot but that certain adversaries it overlooked versus others so you have a predator loose in gotham and he's he's essentially going after the biggest prey so when it's not prize fighters it's crime lords and when it's not crime lords it's you know the head of uh political officials and if it's not that it's batman um you know but i mean talk about just cinematic gore i mean like this this would appease anybody who's a fan of predator i mean the way the thing cuts the the blowing chunks out of people i mean hell even how how it displays the bodies and hell even how it it basically tore up batman it's great so i've said my two piece i'll let you guys talk go for it rich well well um i guess i have two favorite parts if we're we're still on that page um number one is uh alfred uh coming to save batman with what looked like an old musket mm-hmm. and just blasting the predator right in his side and uh just it's it's just alfred's such an awesome character from over the years and it actually makes me sad that they've killed him off in the current comics oh yeah yeah um because his history of helping batman and being like the right hand the adoptive dad, the mm-hmm. medical officer, the investigator, just really, really the unsung Batman. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. And it's funny because that reminded me, as you're saying that, Rich, that reminded me of 
when he did a similar thing um, when he tried to stop Bane from entering Wayne Manor during um, mm-hmm. Nightfall. You know, okay. he's he's firing at Bane with a rifle, and he's explaining to him, he's like, yes, I'm a great shot, and this is full full of bullets. You will not enter. Um, and I was like, wow. You know, like, again, Alfred has no superpowers, and Bane is is loaded up on Venom. And he makes a stand. And he, again, you got to admire that. Um, and it's so funny you say that because I saw this clip from Justice League, which again was one of, I think, Alfred's most savage moments. It was during the Thanagarian War and they leave one of the officials on Wayne Manor as the Justice League goes off to, to deal with the invasion. And Alfred just looks at the guy and he says, I've told Master Wayne not to leave his trash on the premises. And I was like, God <laughs> damn. <laughs> I was just like, God damn, Alfred, you're holy shit. Uh, Also in the beginning of the Tom King run, uh, you had uh, Alfred dressed as Batman Mm -hmm. uh, as, as bait, which was, that was, that was hilarious. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, So Rich, you said you the second one. Mm -hmm. Well, the second one kind of ruins the end. I don't know if I, you want me to really go into that. Uh, I mean, is there a way you can talk about it without giving away the ending? No, not at all. So I'm okay. I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Can, can we uh, first stop? What yep. Look at this is beautiful. I would have this on a poster. Look how beautiful that shot is right there. I mean, I mean, I have to also give credit like this suit. Like I like rereading this, I forgot how much I loved this Batman armor suit. Like it is just, it is just perfect. Like it, it honestly, I wish he'd been fighting Superman with this and Batman versus Superman because I would have been totally fine with it. Thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yep, but like, just look at that. I mean, just that's just again, Cubert's man. When they were on, they're on. Um, what yeah. about you, Leo? Did you have any favorite parts? Well, the overall book was is it, just a masterpiece, but um, I, I was a little sad, but I, I still find it, you know, adds so much to the story where like Predator at the very beginning going to the junkyard and he kills that dog and the owner, but, you know, he's setting up his own base of operations, but that leads to, you know, it, it could have been just, okay, batman predator fight but you know you added the true batman story of, of the detective you know where he, he's trying to hunt down you know the this hunter um j- just the overall you know first off getting batman getting his ass kicked uh oh, yeah. and then, you know spending so long in in you know wrapped up in bandages you know the world thinking he's dead but then mm-hmm. coming back even stronger and, and, you know, taking what he learned to take on the predator. Um, just, just fabulous. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I, Leo, I was talking about this as one of my favorite parts is that the predator is watching TV and he, he, and that's how he's learning English. And then he'll occasionally say parts of like television and commercials while he's like hunting and everything. I just found it so funny, especially just randomly, you're just imagining the predator in that, you know, uh, gravelly sort of voice, just saying "son of a," 
just as it's falling or or getting hit. I mean, I also loved any pot roast. Pot roast. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I love any time Batman just had Predator get hit by his car. Like, I just think that was hilarious because it's just like, because you don't think about it. And then you're like, yeah, you're just getting run over by the Batmobile. Like, mm-hmm. but only just... the first time. Only the first time. He learned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he adapted. Um, and like I said, this thing played out so well. It has enough for, in my mind, it has really enough for everybody. You've got your big climactic fights. You've got your little pieces that don't feel arbitrary, you know, where your characters explain motivations, how they react to these killings. Um, you know, and there's, and it's also nice because there's no reference to the other films. They're allowed to exist on their own. And then you have the big final-ish battle in the bat cave which is again the site of so many great battles i mean how many fucking times has that place been rebuilt probably as much as xavier's mansion was um and i I love the tie-in to that they're really they really honor sort of the predator's lore and what we've seen in the movies at this point Mm -hmm. um i mean everything from the three-point lasers to sort of the code of you know killing the dangerous and the you know the killers um mm-hmm. you know really honoring that and then tying that in with gotham and the batman lore it was it was a nice delicate dance that i think uh dave gibbons really um excels at absolutely and i feel like and on top of it i've said before like you could not have better collaborators um i mean the cuberts i mean they do so much with six panels and it never to me the pages never felt convoluted and never felt too much. It was just the perfect amount of pacing and action. And I, I got to be honest with you, this to me felt very cinematic. Like I could easily see this be adapted. I would say, and 75% of it um, would be fine if it was just left alone. I mean, yeah, they're going to change things, but it's just, it's got that kind of feel um and again it to me it was just like wow what a great crossover you know you have you know this pinnacle of human focus and determination and training versus what is essentially the ultimate alien uh, hunter i i look another thing that uh you know, what was just amazing, you know, you just had a, a couple panels here saying so much where he sees, you know, the, the, the hunting trophies. And from that, you know, he gets, you know, uh, he, the champion or not, he was, he's not called the champion now, but you know, he understands the rules, you know, making that, you know, uh, assumption that, you know, he's hunting a hunter mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, challenge yeah yeah absolutely i mean again we're not going to give away the ending to everybody because we really want you guys to go out and read this stuff and enjoy it as much as we are that's again why we're trying not to do hey everyone let's do a point by point summary as much because we really want you to go out and read this stuff but i mean honestly crossovers are very common these days i mean there's even a book now called crossover um but this one, I it's only three issues. Don't tell me you don't have the time for it. 
three issues, well packed. This thing moves so quick. You'll be able to finish this primarily in one sitting. Yeah, I mean, how could you not like? You know, it's a great detective Batman story, and it's the Predator murdering people in Gotham. Yeah, and not just pe- you know, can't people. You can lose. Yeah, and it's not just people. Boxers, politicians, cops, gangsters. I mean, you know, it's a free for all. And he honestly, and it's also nice to see again another chance where. We are again reminded that Batman is not immortal. You know, he is human and he can get fucked up just like the rest of us. And he's got to heal normally, regardless of whatever advanced uh, tech the rich have, (laughs) you know. Um, Yeah, it's just, again, could, could not recommend a better book. And this is just good for, like, you just have an hour to kill. And you want to read yeah. something, this is perfect. And you know, if you're looking to if you're a collector, you know, finding the original three, um just wouldn't be too hard. Yeah, but they're beautiful books, you know, very, oh, yeah. very high quality. Dark mm-hmm. Horse at that time was just phenomenal, you Pumping know. The, the greatness. Dark Jedi. Oh my god, that was always going back to Star Wars, Rich. Yeah, man. <laughs> <Dark Horse. laughs> I, I mean, you know, this is Dark Horse is, is uh, when I like kind of, you know, back in the 90s, I kind of veered off to mainstream a little bit myself. Well, I mean, Dark Horse at that time was pumping out a lot of great stuff. I mean, you had Batman and you had, I mean, Hellboy, you had Sin City, you had um, The Mask, you know, a lot of really great stuff that was pushing me different mediums. Um yeah, I mean, it's it, it, Dark Horse has always been a great place for out of the box stories. A lot of times, very gritty, sometimes horror, uh, actiony, very you know stuff that you you typically wouldn't see DC and Marvel do. But '90s, yeah, this was what a what a wonderful thing, and it was followed up by two sequels: um, you know, Batman versus Batman versus Predator two and three. Um, which are enjoyable. I mean, again, it's nice to see that despite uh, Batman's reputation, that there's always going to be some young buck coming who wants to make a name for themselves. Why not bag the bag the bat of Gotham? Um, personally, I thought they're entertaining, uh, but this one, honestly, guys, I'm going to be honest. This this one reigns supreme. This is the best, hands down. So, yeah. And, and when you do read the end, you'll understand this because he's Batman. 100% because he's Batman. And don't you Batman. dare question it. So um, any other sort of points of interest on this particular storyline? No, I think we summarized it pretty well. Yeah. All right. So we're going to crowbar this bitch up. Yeah. Uh, just- just real quick, if you are looking to pick it up, uh, like I said, you know, you can look, you know, go to your local comic shop uh, or, you know, Amazon, you can get like the graphic novel that has all three in them. Absolutely. Speaking of just like news, I mean, what about that huge um, issue Amazon was having today? I don't know if you guys heard about it, but there was a lot of issues with yep. shipping, logging and well, whatnot. Uh I use this app at work and uh, it, it it's like 
a majority of my job and the service just shut down. They set up, uh, they sent a warning saying uh, Amazon web service outage. Mm -hmm. oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's interesting because, you know, um, I do uh, gig work all day and one of mine is Amazon Flex. And it's oh, unusual. Wow. I mean, sometimes Tuesdays can be slow, but I didn't get one Amazon Flex offer. And even when I reached out through the app, um, there seemed to be like no offers all week. And I was like, that's odd. Yeah. It, and, and that's huge too, because uh, quite a lot of people don't know a lot of the internet runs off of Amazon. You know, you think Amazon, this is where I, I'm going to buy my toothpaste and have it tomorrow, you know, but uh, the, it, it's scary to think that the shopping aspect of Amazon, that's gravy for them. That's their side business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coming to the holiday season. Well, well, I mean, like their actual business is mm -hmm. is the web services. That's where they get a majority of their money from. Okay. So it, it's it's the the tech services that they offer, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so like the shopping and everything, everything they make on that, that's that's like gravy to them. That's icing on the cake, which, which is absolutely insane. But that's why Bezos is the uh, richest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. But I will say, you know. Um, everybody just, again, always have backups. I mean, people make fun of me sometimes about it, but that's why I love using eBay because sometimes you have to deal with that, but then you don't have that guaranteed two day delivery. <laughs> so, you know, point being is everybody, it's going to be really, it's supposed to be rough this Christmas season for especially presents that you're shipping. So my advice, anything that needs to be done before that needs to be done wrapped under the tree ready to go before christmas do it now and things that are for people that you aren't going to see till after christmas hold on you can the, the that'll wait that can wait because the last thing you need is pulling your hair out or whatever's left of it um worrying about packages being lost or confiscated or whatnot that's just me so your relatives are going to love you just the same, whether they get the present this week, next week, or you just love them and make them a nice card made out of macaroni. But just to just make sure that if it's for your immediate family, don't drop the ball on your mom and dad. That's all I'm going to say. So, <laughs> um, all right. So let's crowbar this month, this mother. Um, I'm going to give it 4.5 um, because honestly, this is pretty perfect. Um, Usually I like to leave a little little for margin error because there are so few in my mind that are perfect. Um, even though I know, I feel like I'm the one who's given the most fives in this group. Um, but I'd say 4.5, 4.75. This was a pretty awesome book. And I always recommend it to people who enjoy both Batman and uh, alien sci-fi movies. So, gentlemen. Uh, I'll, I'll do 4.5 as well. Yeah, absolutely loved it. All right, and me being the usual wild card, I'm going to go with the four point three three. You, yeah, so pretty unpredictable. That's the way I roll. Yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. So, um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? I mean, anything you guys are reading? <laughs> reading uh, I finally got caught up on the uh, the current Batman run. Um, oh, so nice. I read the entire Rebirth. And mm -hmm. I I hope it gets better. It, it's just you're talking about Alfred getting killed, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I posted this in a, a Batman community, uh, and it's just, Whoa, dangerous territory there. I know, I know, I know, but clowns. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset, you know, I, the Tom Uh-oh. King, run, I, I mean, I, I, I forgot who the current writer is, but basically it was James. Are you talking about, are Tyrion? you talking about T- uh, yeah, yeah. The whole Joker war and everything. Yeah. So, so they killed off Alfred mm. and the whole thing was like Damien was in front of him and, and you know, it kind of fucked up Damien and I know they gave Damien his own series and everything, but right. you know, that set off, you know, Batman losing his money. And I thought that this is going to be a great way to bring Batman back to like a year one type of thing. You know, he, he's, he's uh, down in the streets. He has to fix his own Batmobile. He has to, you know, he, he's living off of, you know, a mere couple million dollars, you know, it, it's just, he, he's, he's needing to relearn everything, but then they go into this fear state, blow everything up. And, and it's like, they totally forgot about that. It's like Alfred died for nothing. Batman lost all his money for nothing. It, it's like, they totally forgot what was going on. Well, I, I think, unfortunately, is that they can't ever really put characters in a position where they're they're unredeemable. You know what I mean? It's always you you have this this they're at the edge, but they're never going to fall completely off, which is crazy because there has been moments where he has, you know, Batman has hit rock bottom. And of course, because he's Batman, he always does come up because Rich put on is because he's Batman. That's. I mean, that man's focus. He could do anything he wants. That's why he's so dangerous. Um, I kind of feel, I kind of agree with you, though, um, Leo, because I was reading it pretty religiously at one point. And then when Fear State came around, I just kind of petered off because although I agreed, their version of the Scarecrow looked terrifying as ever. Like, Jorge Jimenez's art is amazing. Hands down great. I just kind of stopped caring you know, and I think partially, and I think Rich, we've, me and you have talked about this. I just, mm-hmm. I'm kind of Batman burned out. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, it's just, there's just so much right now. And it, it's just, honestly, I prefer to just kind of pull back, brush up on books I'm meaning to read. Like right now I'm, I'm reading Dwayne McDuffie's Static and it is great. I mean, I mean. And it's just sad because I didn't realize John Paul Leon was the artist for a nice chunk of that. So I was like, oh man, two greats lost. You know, Dwayne was per- was an amazing writer and, and not just uh, comics, but I mean, some of his episodes of the Justice League were just perfect. Like the, the one episode he wrote, which was the epilogue to uh, the JLA and also kind of concluded a lot of Batman Beyond's uh, Empty Plot Threads, this... I still cry a little. The scene with him and Ace, that was all Dwayne McDuffie, and it is still one of the best things I've ever seen animated. Um, yeah, I just, I prefer that stuff. Because Leo, it's like we talked about, older comics, just they had this thing that I feel like so few newer comics don't grasp. Because they're always either trying to reinvent older storylines for new generations, kind of remaking that or they just they don't they don't create stories that are are that are going to continue because i feel they're afraid that 
their work it will be just undone by the next writer you know it's i'm gonna play with my toys then i'm gonna put them in the toy box so someone else can play with them and everything i just did is tears in the rain yep yeah it's you know hopefully i don't know it just seems like batman's gone downhill and uh it's uh i was gonna go somewhere with that um that's oh, oh uh scarecrow uh you mentioned scare the 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 story was okay uh but that means we had two scarecrow scarecrow stories like in a row mm-hmm. you know they they didn't need to do that you know it's um yeah so so i'm we have a new batman writer this week uh new artist so fingers crossed mm-hmm. uh it gets better but uh what about you rich you reading anything um, I'm not really reading anything at the moment. Um, I did mention before the show with you guys, I had seen the first four issues of uh, first four issues. I'm sorry, the first four episodes of Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I like. I'm trying to see where they're going with it, but uh, I'm not going to give it a hey or a yay right now. But you know, still right. decent writing, decent voice acting, mm-hmm. um, and also I was really impressed with a show that I had no prior knowledge of, which was Marvel's Hit Monkey. Uh, which is on Hulu. For those who don't have Hulu, look it up. Um, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about Hit Monkey coming in. I'm like, how? I'm going to turn this off in like two or three episodes. It's about a monkey that shoots people. And it was really well done. Um, I really liked it. Uh, we had some great voice actors. Um, and the way they laid out the story was really interesting. So if you guys haven't checked that out, check it out. It's on Hulu now. Absolutely. I, I, I would oh. just want to say I would 100% do Jason Sudeikis's, uh ghost guide if someone was going to be hit monkey. Nice. And oh, and wrapping up with you two both said, um, I'm going to make an effort for 2022 to mm-hmm. stay away from the, a lot of the main titles unless there's something going on relative to them. That's mm-hmm. exciting. I want to go this year for more of the secondary characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the more independent stuff, stuff that, you know, the, the Dr. Fates, the Constantines, the Justice League Darks, instead of just the Justice League, uh, Swamp mm-hmm. Thing, um, a lot of Xantana. Um, I'll stay in, I'll do some Gotham stuff, but maybe more Nightwing or um, Grayson. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much the Batman or Superman oh. or JLA or Avengers. It, it, mm-hmm. If you haven't read it, the new Robin series is pretty good. I agree yeah. with that. I yeah. read that. And um, um, JLU has been pretty great too. Uh, JM Dematis has been doing a wonderful job with that. I mean, if you loved the show, mm-hmm. what a, that's great. But yeah. Yeah. Like I've heard some good things about the uh, what Blue and Gold, the uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle series. Mm-hmm. I, I think just what it is is that unfortunately, when things are popular, it's just comics will just oversaturate. Yeah. With, with the presence and i think like essentially what i think comics should do is they should have a period of five years where they don't do any major crossovers you can do crossovers with like a character but you don't mm-hmm. do like company-wide events you spend five years building your characters building your bullpen creating you know good honest stories and then once everyone's at their peak you bring in the big threat, you know what I mean? You, you, you kind of, you know, and you can do kind of like what Bendis did with secret invasion. You can have 
something in the background going on and little hints and then suddenly yeah but not not a like fear state was a 40 issue crossover event which mm. um yeah you need to cleanse your palate uh, you know yeah. it's kind of like they did with uh with star trek you know it's mm -hmm. people got sick of star trek they took a break for like five years and now it's back better than ever um and yeah. did i read uh uh modok they're bringing modok into mcu yeah is I mean, they're thinking we didn't, about it i wasn't sure if that was guaranteed or not people were like dropping it like it was a fat I, you know I, I never watched any of the show i mean i remember i watched the first episode and i i mean it is amusing because of the cast but it's just it was just uh, like 20 minutes of pat oswald like he's great don't worry i love i think yeah. he's hilarious right. but it's just well, they're saying it's not going to be him in Quantum Mania. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like the show. Like I, I, I want to give like like what you did with Hitmonkey. I want to mm -hmm. give that honest try. It's just again because there's always so much to watch and so much to keep track of. You know, I just feel like again the best thing to do, Critch, is kind of what you what you're doing in 2022. You just when you're ready to watch it, you do. You don't, you know, you're not obligated. It's not like, you know, someone's going to break through the door and, and steal your nerd cred. Be like, nope, you got to rip up your nerd card now. You, you didn't see that immediately. I'm like, yep. Sucks to be me. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's a I'm, good res resolution, Rich. I like I, that. I'm a, I'm a loser. I haven't seen Carnage. I haven't seen Eternals. I haven't seen so much. Hey, uh, Eternals? Eternals comes out on VOD uh, in early January. All right. And Dexter is pretty good. Yeah, Dexter's been great. Yeah, yeah you guys have been saying that. And uh, other people I've been hearing, well, well, considering how the finale went for that last season, I feel like we kind of yeah. needed a little redemption. Um, also, speaking of that, I just want to say, I, I do know, every once in a while I keep hearing plans that they're going to do a How I Met Your Mother spinoff, How I Met Your Father, and I just, like, guys, stop. Yep. Like, I don't care that Hillary Duff is in it. Just, please, just let it go, man. Like, yeah, like learn that the 70s show reboot, that didn't work. They, those things never work. Yeah, well, it's just because it's just, you can't capture that same lightning in a bottle. It worked. And it worked as long as it did, you know. To be quite honest, how much mother should have ended a lot earlier than it did, but well, and, how many spin-offs did they try to do of the Goldberg so far? There's been what, like two different ones, right? Yes. And I've watched one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I watched back to school. Uh, was it back to school or you know the the, the one where Lacey ended up being a teacher? Yeah. Yeah, the and 90s? It, 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 then they did a spin-off of that, I think. Oh my god. Where it was the the principal, uh well, no, the guidance counselor and his family. He became the principal or something. Well, yeah, no, that, that was the original thing. And then because that quote unquote did so well, then they did the other spin-off, the the one with Lacey. So and I was just like, Oh God, really? Come on. Yeah. It's it it's just like I said, just just because you, it, it, to quote the great Ian Malcolm, just because you could, uh, didn't mean that you should be asked, should you? You know, I'm paraphrasing, but you know what I mean? It's essentially that you could do this, but should you do it? So, 
but you know again that's the best part about us being consumers we can decide whether we want to watch it or not and we're not and we're not bad people we're not bad supporters we we wish these shows and movies and comics and everything the best it's just it's our money so we decide where it goes well said well said Okay, we'll wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine afternoon and uh, definitely check out Batman versus Predator. We're urging you to do that. Uh, just and do it. Just do it, yeah. Oh um, yeah, so uh, Rich, where do you like people interacting with you? Uh, don't interact with me this week. Just uh, uh, RIP, rest in peace, to the big ragu, Carmine Ragusa from Laverne and Shirley. Carmine. Nicely done. Oh yeah, don't talk to me either. I'm I'm everywhere. Just if you need to find me, just look up Drew Mallo. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I do stuff for Screen Rant still. Just you know, but just just be mindful. I'm tired. You you know what? Forget what those guys said. Go follow them. They're awesome people. And for me, Leo Pond uh, Dorkening. Just go check out everything that everybody does. It's all awesome stuff. With that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Good night. Bye.